Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the off-season, everybody. This is the, officially the off-week on the PGA Tour. That is true. The season is a whole week long. The off-season is a whole week long, and we're going to be talking about a review of the PGA Tour and a look ahead at the upcoming season. Can we do that all in one week? We probably can't get to all of that, but we will touch on what we can. Also, Solheim Cup, Walker Cup, lots of things getting ready for cups as we enter this time of the year as well. We'll welcome in our good friend Karen Stupple. She does commentary for Golf Channel and, of course, played on two Solheim Cups herself, winning one of those, as well as the 2004 Women British Open champion. Also, welcome in America's favorite caddy. All coming up this week on Real Golf Radio. Good to have Bob Casper back with me. Uh, Those of you that suffered through my solo effort last week, I appreciate you tuning in. And once again, just a reminder, you can catch us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. And, of course, Real Golf Radio on all the social media pages. Uh, podcast sites and however you choose to access the show thank you for doing so especially to all those uh, affiliate radio stations that are picking us up bob good to have you back from alaska i see that you shaved from the last picture i saw and uh <laughs> you had uh, quite the rough in a week huh oh it was uh it was about a week and a half and it was pretty crazy and um up in the interior of alaska in two different areas and um but it was it was an awesome experience had uh had family and friends and and all that kind of thing that we that we you know took boats up and down rivers and all kinds of stuff is pretty cool it looked amazing. It sounds a bit rustic. Uh, I would imagine you're exhausted, but uh, it's, it's good to exhausted. have you back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and here's the thing about it. I, and I talked to about this last week when when I was hosting the show is that golfers it seems like a lot of players professional golfers they loved it we talk about how they love fishing fly fishing and such yeah. love the outdoors love hunting love all the, about i don't know if it's the fact that you have to wear collared shirt and pants all the time but you just like to get out and get getting rough it every once in a while yeah and you know there's many of them you know we we know steve stricker is a guy that loves sitting in a deer blind and um there's just a lot of a lot of crossover with uh 
with the outdoor world and with golfers. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I'm glad you made it back safe. Glad you had a good time and look forward to talking some golf with you. There's a lot of things I want to get to. I want to bounce a couple of things that I threw out last week to some of our guests and some of the uh, debates that I had with myself. So I want to bounce that off with you coming up next as well as some of the topics at hand. So we're just getting started. Keep it tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Chrome Soft, the only ball 
to give you unheard of a combination of crazy long distance with incredibly soft feel. And Chrome Soft X is now available with triple track technology. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. And thank you for joining us and accessing the show however you choose to do so. Really love and appreciate you being uh, on board. And, of course, give us a follow at Real Golf and let us know what you think. Join the conversation. Love to have you do that. Good to have Bob back with us this week. So, Bob, real quickly, before we get into... A little uh, again. We're going to do Solheim Cup preview coming up in hour number two. But uh, we got Walker Cup this weekend. We've got uh, um, the off season. The whole mm-hmm. off season takes place this week. So I mean, you have to get all of your R and R in this week. And quite frankly, a lot of players are not taking the off season. They're taking the opportunity to go play European Tour. Talked to my good friend Troy Merritt last week, and yep. and he's over there playing. You know. Nearly a full schedule continuing on the European tour because it's available to them and great events still to be played and, and whatnot. So uh, guys are just going to continue to play regardless of football season. So there you go. Um, yeah, and, it, you know, along with that, um, you know, Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson have come out and said that they're going to play at the Shriners. So, you know, that's not typically a place where they'll play here in this in this uh, kind of a fall start of the new uh, 2019-2020 season, but those guys have already committed to play. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe that's part of the condensed. We we can debate the condensed schedule. Uh, we can talk about that. But before we get into, I want I want to go back a week and and I was talking about two things, Bob. So let me bounce this off you. First of all, okay. the question really comes up: did, did you like the way the FedEx Cup played out? I mean, the strokes based system. Did you like it? Were you okay with the the way that? You know, guys started with a, a lead, and despite that, Rory still went out and beat him. Did you like how that all set up as far as your your viewing experience? It, it seemed it seemed natural to me, and we we talked about it. You know, as as the week was was transpiring, um, a couple of weeks ago. But it, it, to me, it was just a continuation of another tournament, um, and it, it felt it felt very natural to me, uh, even though it it started you know, with, a at 10 under par and a, a two shot lead for Justin Thomas, it still feels very natural to me or felt very natural to me and, um, and a continuation. So, uh, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it, I thought it worked well. Um, I thought that, that, uh, for a first year that it, it transpired and went along, um, pretty good. For yeah. the most part. Well, I'm, I'm on board with you. And I, again, I, I talked about this uh, probably at nauseum last week. But the, the point being, I thought it felt the same. I thought it felt natural. Yeah. thought it was yeah. one of those things that, you know, even though they were saying, hey, they're two under par for the day and, you know, nine under for the week. Even though it's a Thursday, you're typically hearing that on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it was okay because you're used to that vernacular. What was uncomfortable was the Steve Sands trying to break down the points and how that all affected you know, everybody's shots, everybody's sure. finish of an each hole. And it was a nightmare. It did not, that didn't work. So I thought this did work. Now let me transition to the, the real question that I thought led into this was if you're looking at a casually, you're probably talking about the tour championship because it was the focus went away from the tour championship and completely onto winning the FedEx cup. Now, uh, that, I'm okay with that, and I think that's the way the tour wants it set up, and so they're okay with it. Here's the well, here's the FedEx real... is okay with it too because they're the one who's ponying up the huge amount of dollars every year for this whole series and and everything that goes along with the FedEx Cup. Absolutely. So the the, the other side of that coin is if you play, it, it is still a standalone tournament. Rory McIlroy won the yes. tournament, and he it was his 17th win in his career. So you are getting credit for winning a tour event. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Rory was the low stroke guy for the week. 
so this didn't was not controversial, but I have to think that the time will come where somebody will win the FedEx Cup based on their points, but they won't be the lowest of the four rounds of that week. And it seems, Bob, more than starting out with strokes and playing the FedEx Cup out, it seems more egregious or uncomfortable to think that somebody would be given credit for a tour win if they didn't beat the field for those four rounds. So should the winner of the tour championship be given credit for a win on tour? Well, the you know, it, as far as the makeup of everything and, and how they're doing everything with the points and where they start everybody, you know, in the top 30 out with like this event and, you know, 10, 8, 7, 6, all, all the way down to, to even par starting the event. Uh, that's the way the, the tour has set up the scenario and, you know, how they set it up is is how they can determine – whether it's good for a tour win or not. Um, as far as Rory shooting the lowest score last week or, you know, and winning the, the FedEx cup, I, it's ancillary to me, um, that, that a guy would shoot the lowest score for the week and not win the FedEx cup. It's not something that I would, I would focus on. I would focus more on, that he won the FedEx Cup and and uh, and and the tour, <coughs> excuse me, the tour championship. Not that he shot the lowest score for the week. Uh, I think that's that's something that's that's anticlimactic if he shot the lowest score for the week and and didn't win. So um, I mean, you know, in talking, we talked with Jeff Bavino probably a month or so ago, two months ago, or whatever. And and he said that they went through these scenarios with uh, with who won the events over the last 20, 15, 20 years or whatever. And, and, and in only two cases, two guys um, under the new the new platform of of starting the event at 10 under par and, and whatever, um, only in, in two um, scenarios did did the guy that won the FedEx Cup here. He wouldn't have won. So. Um, so I, I I think what they they did was was really really good. I think what they um, are trying to do um, in in determining a winner um, and not having two uh, is great and and it felt really good to me. It felt really natural and I had no problem watching it. Or in fact, they didn't even kind of push the issue of of um, where a guy started and, and he's got the 10 shot lead and where he's at right now and that kind of thing. It really, it really kind of flowed really well. I thought, yeah, no, again, the flow was good, but I'm going to, I'm talking about the ramifications of a guy yeah. getting a W. So I don't know that. Let, I don't know that it's a big, well, let's assume he gets to the 20 mark. He gets 20 wins and what that means for him. Uh, let's say he gets to, you know, he's chasing down Sam Snead and he ends up with 82, but one of them was a tour championship that he didn't actually win. You know, well, the PGA I'm, Tour sets the rules. So if so, they can determine whether it's a winner or it's not a so winner. So you're of the opinion that they you, you won with the parameters that they set? Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. uh, it, to me, that seems... It seems wrong that a guy, and you think about it the other way around. You know, what if you have a guy in there that makes a tour championship, and he wins for he plays shoots the four low rounds that week, and what that might mean to him 
uh, as not being so. So for Roy McIlroy, at the end of the day, whether he won or not, uh, it doesn't really affect his life. Some of these guys getting the W and and the two year exemption and everything that goes along with it is significant. So I just think it's it's something to consider. So that that's one. Second thing I got to ask you about because we don't want to. We, we talked okay. a lot about this last week. Your player of the year. Uh, of course, Kucher and Shoffley are on the ballot, but it really comes down to Brooks or Rory, and both of those players have three wins. How are you going to weight it? you got uh, Brooks with a, a major championship, winning the PGA, of course, and a WGC event. You've got Rory with the players, the FedEx Cup, and the Tour Championship, the three marquee trophies that the PGA Tour has to offer. How do you weight it? Uh, you got to weight it with... Um... You know the the importance of the events, but then um, you know if 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 either of the guys didn't win a major championship, then I would say you know it, PGA Tour marquee events. I I would say it's probably Rory, but Brooks Kepka again went back to back with uh, the PGA Championship, um, and he wins the PGA Championship this year, um, and and gets three wins compared to Rory's three wins, which are uh, the Players Championship and the FedEx Cup and and uh tour championship and the Canadian open. Yeah. And the Canadian yeah. open. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the major outweighs, um, any of those, those other wins and w- along with the other two that he won. And, and I think you've got to give it to, uh, Brooks Kepka. I knew you'd lean that way. And, and that's historically what we've done is give the better way, the more weight to the major championships. And at the end of the day, not only did Brooks win one, but he yes. went two, one, two, four. I mean, yep. Come on. That's that's exactly right. Brooks was the guy to beat all year long. Rory had the stronger finish and a terrific year. 14 top 10 finishes. Don't take anything away from my. The argument is there. But and my Brooks vote, won WGCs, too. He did. My, my vote goes to Brooks Kepka as, as it sounds like yours does as well. All right, so that, that was a little bit of uh, bouncing off what we talked about last week. When we come back, a look at some of our favorite tournaments from the season, some of the headliners, storylines that came out of the year as well. We'll talk about it next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf, number one on major tours worldwide, sweeping the playoffs, sweeping the major championships. When it comes to WGC majors and more on tours worldwide, more tour players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being back with us. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper at Real Golf is our Twitter handle. Give us a follow and join the conversation there. All right, let's talk about some of the, again, this being the offseason, Bob. <laughs> I guess real, real quick, are you okay with the condensed schedule? It did feel like they jammed a whole lot into a short period of time, but it's it 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 really is more of a shuffle than it is a shortened season because again, the next the the next year, the next season starts next week. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say. You know, it's con, it's a condensed version when you go from January to August. That's that's the condensed portion of it. But then you've got, but then you've got to wrap everything into it that starts this coming week before you hit the 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 January time frame. So it's in actuality you're getting the amount of events that that always have been played. It's just it's it's just you start sooner in uh, September and then go through all the way through August. Well, the bottom so, line is is during football season you're watching the beginning of the season. Yes. For golf, rather than the climax and the end yep. tour championship, all the buildup trying to compete with the beginning of football season, which they conceded defeat to football. I, I get it. Golf golf conceded defeat to football. I'm, I got no problem with it, but at the same time, they're not backing off. They're taking a week and then rolling right into the new season. Yep. So uh, that, exactly that kicks right. off. Looking back, though, um, some of the favorites, I think it's fun to look back and at some of the favorite events, and I'm not going to rank these necessarily as what was the best event, but in my mind, watching tournaments, these stood out to me, and I guess you you got to start and end with Tiger and Augusta. Oh, um, yeah. 
I, I don't think anybody would argue with that. It it was something that I wondered for five, six years if we would ever see happen again. Tiger not only win a tournament, but win a major championship. And it had been since 2005, 14 years since yeah. he won at Augusta. So to see Tiger do what he did and to play as steady as he did and hold off the best players, Brooks Kepka. we talk about him being player of the year. I mean, guys are breathing down his throat, up-and-comers, Shoffle and Finau and all these guys that are battling it out. And Tiger, the old guy. Dustin Johnson right there as well. Thank you. The old guy just battling it out, holding on, and uh, slips on a fifth green jacket. Really special week. It was a special week. It was fun to watch um, transpire. It was great to watch him play in that final group with um, Tony Finau and Molinari uh, to see how how that was all working out, how, how Tiger, once he got, um, once he got the lead, how he finished out the round. But then I thought what was really cool and what was, um, a cap to it was not only having his, his kids there when he finished and them seeing him win a major championship, but the reception when he got over to the scoring area of everybody standing there and waiting for him and congratulating him. Uh, you know, I'm talking about it right now. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because to me that that shows the respect and the honor that that uh, the players think of Tiger Woods and what he's done for the game and what he's done for them. And to see him come back and 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 now get all the way back and win another major championship for his 15th. I, I thought that was really telling. I'll never forget being there. I was not there in 97. Um, I always wished I had been there in the scene when he rolled up 18 and I wanted to be there. It was impossible. We tried to watch, we watched him tee off on Sunday morning. We watched him. um, We tried to get out and watch him a little bit on the golf course. It was just, it was so deep. The gallery was so deep. It was crazy that it was almost impossible to follow him. And so we spent most of the time watching it in the media center on, you know, the press building on TV and the, the monitors that we have available to us, which is outstanding. And then once once it looked like he had it wrapped up, I, was, I said, I got to go down there and, and headed yeah. down and stood there behind the, the tree. And again, couldn't see him, but just listening to the roars. And then when he walked up, you you know, had a good view of, of the scene that you mentioned with the players waiting for him to congratulate yeah. him. And certainly they appreciate it. And quite frankly, I mean, how old are these guys? I mean, we're talking yeah. 14 years ago. They were kids. Yeah. When last they, you know, Tiger won a green jacket. So for them to be a part of it, I mean, they're golf fans, Tiger fans as well. They wanted to see this special moment. And certainly it was historical as Tiger wins uh, number 81 and, uh, of course, picks up his fifth green jacket. So that one, that, that one's going to be tough to beat. No doubt about it. I mean, I'm with you. The, the, it had all the feels. Uh, no no yeah. question. The yeah. other one I'm going to throw out there is... Ricky Fowler at Phoenix. And this one kind of had some feels to it as well because he'd some come so close to winning. Remember in front of his grandparents and his parents, you know, mm-hmm. to, to kind of do that. And then he, he'd he been so close at Phoenix so many times and he finally broke through and he had to deal with some adversity. The rain came in, the pitch shot he hit in there, skipped because of the rain and went into the water. He drops, he goes to check out the, the, lo- the line. And while he's doing that, the ball rolls back into the water. So he has to take another penalty shot. Um, really re- just kind of crazy stuff. And he overcomes all of that and is able to execute down the stretch and win the golf tournament. I thought that was pretty cool. Ricky is a guy that's 
obviously super popular. He's gotten a lot of attention through marketing and 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 uh, fans and that type of thing. But sometimes gets criticized a little bit for not winning as much as most people feel like he should. Right. Um. I don't know wh- whether or not you think that's fair or not. I think Ricky's a good dude. I like watching him play golf. He's good for the tour. He's a fun player. And I, I just I was really happy for him. I thought it was a cool win in Phoenix. Well, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I thought that was a great win for Ricky there. And I, I look at it from uh, from everything that transpired, like you talked about, with the, with the drops and all that kind of thing. But I look at it from the standpoint, you, you know, it was two or three years per, earlier. Um, he was in a playoff, had a chance to, to win the golf tournament, and then um, ends up losing to Hideki Matsuyama after hitting some good shots and hitting a great shot on 17 and and the ball running through the green and going in the water heartbreak um you know and and it was a, it was a heartbreak because his grandpa was there it it was an emotional um loss for him um and for him to kind of rectify that all that and and come back and and win at the, at the Phoenix Phoenix Open the waste management uh Phoenix Open uh, I thought was uh, justification, uh, so to speak, and uh, I, I and I loved that that he ended up getting that after such a close uh, close defeat and heartbreak the time before. All right, so those are a couple I've threw, I've thrown out there. I've got a list of others, and there's many. Which which ones do you want to throw out? What do you got? Well, I, I you know uh, I'm I'm thinking about early in the season last year. Um, one of the ones that I thought was pretty cool was the World World Golf Championship HSBC Champions came down to Xander Shoffley and Tony Finau. Um, Tony Finau, a good a good friend of the show and a good friend of ours. Um, Xander Shoffley, um, the, those guys kind of seem like they go neck and neck a little bit, and uh, and it came down to the to the playoff with Xander Shoffley winning the golf tournament. Um, you know, I was sitting on the edge of my seat, shot watching this. We want to see Tony, of course, win another another event on the PGA Tour. He's only won in Puerto Rico, um, but it it was uh, I thought it was um, just I I thought it was great drama. I thought it was a great event, especially you know for a tournament in October during the football season and that kind of thing. I thought it was really cool. I love it. And uh, the caddy tweeted us, and I have to, I guess, take his word for it for now. He said there were no playoffs in 2019 in golf anywhere uh, as far as the PGA Tour majors. So, uh, yeah, playoffs are always exciting. And if you don't get some playoffs, you start to appreciate when you do. And that is the ultimate drama in golf is when it comes down to playoffs. So, yeah, I'm with you. Certainly, uh, Xander... Uh, Xander's one of we're going to talk about some standout performers. Um, Xander's the top of the list. I mean, the guy's yeah. the guy is a player. He's, he's established himself as such, and yeah, he and Tony battled it out for a Ryder Cup spot a couple of years ago last year, and um, I, I think Xander's going to be on a lot of Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup teams for, no for a, a long time to come. Guys, guys, just a stud player, and and uh, yeah, I thought that was a great one. Uh, another one I'll throw out is Phil at Pebble. Loved w- watching Phil win at Pebble, although you could just tell that he wasn't going to win it in June. He won in February, but he wasn't going to win in June. And that's the one he really wanted was to win in Pebble in June and capture that elusive U S open. So, uh, sadly for him, it wasn't to be, but it, it was almost just sort of, it almost just fit the script to have Phil win on the U S open venue in the year. The U S open was played there, but not at the U S open. Well, but good and, for him getting and, a W and, and it wasn't, it wasn't a close victory. You know, Phil ended up winning, uh, by three shots over Paul Casey, he shot 19 under par, and he shot 65 in the final round. To see him go out and just uh, 
and just really take a hold of the golf course and really play well, uh, I thought was 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 pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, Rory yep. McIlroy had two big wins, the Players' Championship and the Tour Championship in both, and the Canadian Open, quite frankly. In his Ws, he shows his dominance and a driving exhibition, and he just is, boy, he's a head-scratcher, Bob, because you just think he's going to be unbeatable, and then he'll go through times when he doesn't look like he could beat anybody. But, man, those three tournaments, he was on uh, pretty pretty studly shot on the 72nd hole for Rory. That tee shot, he just bombed it right. What water? I mean, just yeah. bombed it over there, you know, at the players at TPC Sawgrass. So, um, and, and the, again, same thing, Tour Championship, just drove the ball well. I, I, I thought it was... I thought it was uh, a fantastic. Both those events were were great to watch, but especially the players. I mean, the guy was uh, he was amazing. Well, and Rory has a especially especially this year, and and he, and he's proven it in the past at the Wells Fargo when he got his first um, PGA Tour victory and that kind of thing. He he can light it up on the weekend, and he can take it deep uh, on the weekend, and uh, you know. To see some of the rounds that he shot this year and some of the, the rounds that he shot over his career, especially on a Saturday and Sunday, to put himself into contention or to, or to win a golf tournament on a Sunday. Um, you know, we're, we're talking 62, 63, 64. It's pretty amazing to watch him play when he gets it firing on all cylinders. He's my favorite guy to watch drive a golf ball right now, I'll be honest with you. People would argue and say Brooks, and, and I don't, you know, it's fair. But I love watching Rory drive the golf ball. It's just freaking amazing. 17 yeah. wins in his career, four major championships. So what, what an amazing career. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more to come for Rory McIlroy. All right, we yeah, got to take it. Well, yeah, think about it. He's he's coming up on the twenty mark, so he's only got three more to go. Uh, three more, three which he did this year could be three that that he does next year, and he's lifetime exempt on the yeah. Lee company there at twenty, no doubt about it. Caddy joins us next. We'll get his take on that, plus some of the headliners uh, that came out of the game of golf. Thanks for joining us, Brian and Bob, with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. 
kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Appreciate you spending some time. Still to come here on the back nine, we'll get into Solheim Cup discussion. Karen Stupples will stop by, but uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us and joining the conversation. Some of our favorite tournaments of the year on the table. And uh, to continue that chat, we welcome in America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, the caddy joins us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and always a pleasure to have him to talk some golf. And I believe we go out to that... Most beautiful of all spots in the golf world, the Monterey Peninsula and Pebble Beach. Caddy, how are you, man? I'm always doing doing well when I'm out at Pebble Beach. Man. It's a, it's a wonderful place to be, no doubt about it. It is. It's just nature's, nature's air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> if you like air conditioning, you'll enjoy Pebble Beach. Although, you won't find any air conditioning and any of the lodging, but... That's because you don't really need it. Right. That's back to the nature part. Yeah. Yes. Well, Caddy, we've been talking about some of our favorite tournaments from the season, and uh, one of those that we mentioned was Phil winning at Pebble Beach. He looked sure sure looked impressive in February winning that Pebble Beach Pro Am, and I just sat there watching him hoist the trophy on 18, and I just couldn't help but think, man, really? Phil Mickelson wins at Pebble Beach where the U.S. Open venue – uh, will be contested, you know, the U.S. Open will be contested on this venue a few months from now, and it's just unlikely the guy's going to win it again, and that elusive U.S. Open will stay elusive, and it was just one of those things. But it was great to see Phil win again, great to see him win at Pebble Beach, just unfortunate that it wasn't during the U.S. Open for Phil. Yeah, well, he's really old. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's pushing 50. He's been, been uh, certainly kept himself in good shape. He's, I, I fear if, if Phil decides to compete regularly on the Champions Tour, the PGA Tour Champions, I, I fear for every record and every other player out there. Come on. 
Bernhard Longer has set a pretty high bar. Hell, Irwin, Bernhard. Hell, hell more than Bernhard. As, as Sebi's brother once said, they are only caddies. They are only caddies. <laughs> you know who? You know who? You know who? Sebi's brother was referring to. That was at the '76 British Open when Sebi was about 19 years old, and he was paired with uh, Johnny Miller or Jack Nicklaus or somebody, somebody pretty good. They're only the caddies. And you refer to them they're as caddies, caddies, huh? They're just caddies. Yeah. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, when Light you look when you look back on it, uh, we'd mentioned Ricky Fowler's win at Phoenix. You remember he had the drop, and and then he walked up the green to check the the line, and and the ball just rolled back into the water, and and he ended up overcoming that to win. Obviously, Tiger at Augusta, Rory at the Players. I mean, that tee shot he hit on the seventy second hole. I mean, come on, the guy. When he's driving the ball, is there anyone better to watch drive the ball? I so those are some of the ones that we mentioned. What stands out? What stands out to you as you look back on the 2019-20 season? Excuse me, 2018-19 season. All the playoffs, or lack thereof. Yeah, that that's that's an amazing thing. I didn't really realize until someone pointed it out. And then in 2019, there were zero playoffs, as in zero, as in none, which is amazing. So that. That's a weird thing that stands out. Obviously, Tiger's Masters victory, it looked even more amazing later uh, because he didn't play very well afterwards. It makes it seem even more surreal than it was. So that was pretty amazing. I'll tell you a tournament that sticks out in my mind, which I thought was one of the best ones of the year, was the 3M. At That's the one I was going to go to. Man, Matthew Wolf, and it was, it was amazing. That was such a good finish. Great stuff. Yeah, and you saw it was it was a it was a great finish. You've you've got Bryson DeChambeau who makes Eagle on the seventy second hole to go one shot ahead. Looks like he's gonna be in a playoff and then Matthew Wolf comes in and slams the door with a with an eagle on the final hole. And he's playing with uh Morikawa who uh who's putting for Eagle as well. Um and how those guys finished down the stretch. Guys that just had um sponsors exemption status to play in that event. Uh, and now both of them are on the PGA Tour with wins um, and, and two-year exemptions. And Victor Hovland also played well. And if, I'm just looking at that thinking, here's a preview of the next crew. Here's your next yeah. DJ, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, JT. These are the, this is the next crew right here. These are the boys. And as you yeah. said, Victor Hovland, um, he just played in the finals on the – on the Corn Ferry Tour and finished sixth, and now we'll have uh, exempt status for the 1920 um, PGA Tour season. Absolutely. It's good, great stuff. And remember when 26 wasn't really old in golf? <laughs> that long ago when 26 was young. Now it's old. <laughs> Crazy. I got something. I don't know if you're wanting to comment on this or not, but. It's interesting when you look at these new players, some of these best play guys that are winning. I mean, I mean, they have a unique swing about them. You're starting to – it seemed like there was a time when everybody was going, the Adam Scott, Butch Harmon got a swing perfect. And it's it feels, anyway, like there's a lot more guys that are 
owning their unique swings. It's not the anomaly Jim Furyk swing. It's like everybody's got their own little version of the Jim Furyk swing, if you will. There there's just seems to be guys that are like, hey, this is the way I do it. It's different, but I'm going to get it done, and, and, and it's working. Do you is that just is that just because of the wolf factor or in the Hovland or do you, do you think, do you see that trend as well? For the most part, it's um, a misunderstanding of what goes into a good golf swing. So what a swing people will look at a Victor Hovland swing, Jim Curick swing, Jordan Spieth swing and see things that are weird looking. But if you, one really great thing that's happened over the last 10 or 15 years uh, is, is the introduction of 3D technology into body movement. And you know how all the EA sports games have gotten that much better over the years because they're, they're, they're actually able to map what body parts are really doing. So we haven't had good data on how body parts actually move. We've watched in, with our eyes. We've watched in video, which can be very deceptive. But now 3D is kind of the first really solid database of how bodies move in the golf swing. And you start to see many similarities in Jim Furyk's swing and other players' swings who just don't look the same. So that's really what it is. Uh, The golf club, think about it. It's all physics when it hits the golf ball. And if two golf balls fly the same way, the club's got to be impacting the ball the same way. So, guys' bodies are different, flexibilities are different, etc. But there's a lot of similarities, believe it or not, in in all these golf swings that look radically different, and we're just beginning to kind of realize that. So that's that's really what it is. Um, what this means is that when you talk about Adam Scott's perfect-looking golf swing, textbook-looking golf swing. It's just another variation of the same thing that just happens to line up nicely, linear, linearly, let's say. So Matthew Wolf's swing is, is non-linear. It's moving all over the place. Bryson's swing is, is very linear. Adam Scott's swing is very linear. And people just like to see things that are straight and parallel and perpendicular. It kind of fits the human eye. But... It's not really how the body body naturally moves. Um, it's a very nonlinear thing, really. So I would almost argue that swing that looks like Adam Scott's is, is actually really off-kilter for the human body, believe it or not. So how's that for a different look? Wow. I, I, I preface that by saying I don't know if you want to comment on it, but apparently you did and broke it down <laughs> impressively. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is it's it's how you deliver the club to the golf ball, as you as you um, talked about there. It's that, you know, it's that foot, foot and a half before the golf ball and that foot, foot and a half before after the golf ball that determines what what the golf ball is going to do. And as long as you deliver, it doesn't really matter um, what it looks like going back or what it looks like after the ball's hit. Well, now that we've lost most of our listening audience, <laughs> swing discussion that probably very few people have any idea what we're talking about. But Bob, you're right. Everybody who hits the golf ball, their body makes compensations, deepening and flattening compensations to put the club on the ball. And 
there are just ways to do it better than others. But everybody does it, or you don't hit the ball. You don't contact the ball. And what happens is there's a, there's a large common difference between really good players and the whole rest of the world and how that club gets delivered to the ball. There's a, there's a very few fundamentally noticeably different things. And what I'll point out to is that almost exclusively the best athletes in the world tend to initiate and control things with their body or their core versus their hands and their arms. That's the big difference. So there you have it. Yeah, uh, I control things with my core as well, like my decision to eat ice cream. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Things along those lines. That's that's what my core has been controlling me to do. And, Brian, I will point out that you've been tremendously successful in that arena. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to show you that controlling things with your core really has an effect. I, I just appreciate that he gave me a compliment. It, it took it took getting away from golf, but I got a compliment. Oh, and he's looking at it as a compliment, Caddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Caddy. Caddy, I've got one for you. Yeah. Lucas Glover this year. Okay. He we gets... like to refer to Lucas Glover. <laughs> anyway, that's so a... so he gets he gets through the finals of. Corn Ferry Tour a year ago made 125,000 on the Corn Ferry Tour, and this year made 2.6 million and made it all the way to the Tour Championship top 30. That was a phenomenal year. It was, and it it you would certainly expect Lucas Glover to be doing that more than winning 125,000 on the Corn Ferry, right? Because Luke. He's a U.S. Open champion. He's a heck of a player. Uh, so, yeah, but it's pretty cool. And he's not the youngest guy in the – he's not the youngest horse in the barn anymore, especially considering the, the young wave. So, good for him. Not many guys really pull that off. So, yeah. good, good for – yeah. And a pretty well-liked guy. I don't know him very well, but I all my runs with him have been great. I, I think he's a, he's a good guy. So, yeah, happy, happy stuff. Quite the illustration of what it's the difference between playing on the Corn Ferry Tour and the opportunities out there on the PGA Tour. There's no doubt about it. So a heck of a turnaround there. Hey, Caddy, we're up against it, but thanks so much for your time. Great insights, and I'm impressed, man. I'm ready for the book. Keep breaking it down off the swing and the core, and I'll I'll buy that book. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It'll 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 it'll, it'll be out someday. It, after I get to Utah, I'll write the book. Okay, right. All right. Well, <laughs> we won't hold our breath then. Thanks, Caddy. Enjoy Pebble. Thanks, gentlemen. There you go. Pebble Beach and the Caddy uh, right here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. More Real Golf continues next. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. 
That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back. Thanks to the caddy for joining us there from Pebble Beach. Always good to visit with the caddy. And how about the caddy breaking down the swing? I like that. Yeah, it was pretty good. And and you know what else I liked? I liked that out of his favorite tournaments, he threw out um, Bryson DeChambeau and Wolf and that event at the 3M Championship. But that was one of that was the one of the ones that I thought was pretty marquee as well. You don't see very many tournaments where somebody makes eagle, thinking they're going to at least force a playoff, maybe win, and then the leader comes down and makes eagle on top of him on the final yep. hole. That's yep. good stuff. Which yep. again points to. Offense is more fun than defense, which is why typically the Masters is more fun to watch than the U.S. Open. So just, I agree. just as a little side commentary. Stay tuned. The back nine hour number two is coming up next. Karen Stupples will join us as we preview the upcoming Solheim Cup. Also, Dave Neville with some uh, insider tech talk about the Callaway Epic Forged Irons. That's all coming up next on the back nine hour number two of Real Golf Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper is telling residents to get to higher ground as Hurricane Dorian moves past. The danger right now is the rising storm surge of four to seven feet and flash floods as the hurricane churns along the coast. The Labor Department says 130,000 jobs were added in August. That's down from a July total of 159,000, which is short of what economists had predicted. Regarding the job numbers, Director of the National Economic Council under President Trump, Larry Kudlow, joins Fox Business and says, I think underneath the hood, these job numbers were very powerful. We've seen a little softness in production, durable goods, and cap spending. Some sort. That happens. Along a cycle, you know, you go up and down. And you're listening to USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Facebook. Facebook is expanding its new local alert tool nationally by the end of the year. Local alerts enables local governments and first responders to communicate urgent information when it directly affects people in their community or requires them to take action, such as road closures, blackouts, or natural disasters. Jimmy O'Keefe is the product marketing manager at Facebook. When authorities mark posts as local alerts, Facebook greatly amplifies their reach so that people living in an affected community are more likely to see them. Facebook sends notifications to people living in the affected area and also shows that information on Today In, a new place on Facebook for local news, community information, and conversations between neighbors. Over the past year, information officers from over 350 local governments have used local alerts in a range of everyday emergencies, including flash flood warnings, mandatory evacuations, and 911 outages. For more, visit facebook.com slash help slash publisher slash local alerts. In what some consider a controversial move, tributes to some Confederate heroes are being taken down. With more, here's USA Radio Network's Wendy King. Highway signs honoring the president of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis, are being taken down in a northern Virginia county. In May, a state panel approved Arlington County's request to change the name of U.S. Route 1 from Jefferson Davis Highway to Richmond Highway. County workers are now beginning to swap out the signs at a cost of $17,000. The city of Alexandria made a similar change at the start of the year. The highway carried the Davis name since 1922. Missouri Republican Governor Mike Parson says he's considering multiple options to try and address a rash of gun violence and murders in the state. But one thing I will tell you about about the violent crime situation, something that's going on, it will not be one entity that fixes this. It'll be the federal, the state, and the local levels working together to try to come up with some sort of compromise to see what we can do on the streets. And you're listening to USA Radio News. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. A national poll finds how Americans feel about a growing form of technology. And USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the results. When it comes to using facial recognition technology, most Americans trust law enforcement agencies to use the capability responsibly, but they don't have the same faith in social networks, technology companies, or advertisers. 
That's according to a new Pew Research Center survey. It finds a majority of Americans, 56%, say they do trust police to use those technologies responsibly. But notably, smaller shares of the public say they trust technology companies at 36% or advertisers at 18% to use it responsibly. The survey was based on responses from nearly 4,300 U.S. adults. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. The town of Biggs, California is using football season as a way to help a high school in San Bernardino County that was damaged by earthquakes this summer. Trona High School was temporarily closed down and the football field goalposts were knocked down by July's earthquakes. Biggs Superintendent Doug Kalin tells NBC News what their school is doing to help out. We're going to sell raffle tickets in our next three home games to help them out. You know, this could carry over into the, the winter sports seasons and, and, and really just kind of be here for them the entire school year if we need to be. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us, and a special welcome to those joining us on Sirius XM Channel 211, Dan Patrick Channel. Thanks for being with us. However you're accessing the show, always a pleasure. You can catch us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf, social media sites, Real Golf Radio, and podcast sites as well. So thanks for being with us. we got a fun hour for you. If you missed hour number one, America's favorite caddy, stop by. If you were tuning in to hear him, you can catch it on our Twitter page. It's available and uploaded right now. Now you can go listen to that interview. Also, uh, still to come, Karen Stopples, our good friend, joins us. She's a two-time Solheim Cup player for Team Europe. She also won the U.S. Uh, excuse me, the Women's British Open back in 2004, and does an exceptional job as an analyst and broadcaster on Golf Channel. And it's always a pleasure to have Karen Stopples join us here on Real Golf Radio. We'll get a little Solheim Cup preview with Karen and get her take on the year that was in golf as well. That's all still to come. Plus a little tech talk. 
It's uh, you know, it's that time of year where you're looking to maybe reevaluate your gear, reevaluate your game, where you can make some improvements. We'll uh, get into all of that with an option for you with the new Epic Forged Irons from Callaway. Dave Neville, Senior Director of Brand Management, uh, had a chance to visit with him. It was actually a couple months ago when he released these, but uh, the content and material is applicable today. So if you're a 6 to 20 handicap, pay attention uh, because uh, this will improve your game. Uh, available at CallawayGolf.com. We'll talk about all that straight ahead here on Real Golf Radio. Plus, as uh, we are enjoying this one-week off-season, Bob. Uh, <laughs> the we, tour break. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's almost like spring break, right? <laughs> Um, this this little break that we're having, we're, we're taking a look back at some of our favorite tournaments. We're talking about some of the uh, major breakthrough um, winners on the PGA Tour, some standout performances, and some headliners as well. So we're going to get into all of that coming up here on the back nine. The headliners, Bob, I want you to be thinking about this over the break. What stands out bigger for you? The Bryson slow play story, the Kuchar caddy gate, or the advent of Fireside with Phil? Oh, my. Okay. Those are three that stood out to me. There's a lot more we can get to, but ponder that over the break, if you would. Also, we have to talk about Dustin Johnson. He joins Tiger Woods mm-hmm. with the off-season knee scoping. Yes. And by the way, I think I'm going to go see Cooley. That was my doctor as well that did Tiger's knee. I'm going to go get a little knee scope and see if it can help me win uh, again on the PGA Tour because <laughs> my guess is they must know something I don't. I'm not sure how a knee scope helps, but you know, two of the best players in the world. Getting yes. it done this last two, two both weeks. Both having their knees scoped, and both will be back in play this fall um, on the PGA Tour. Well, it's good to be young and healthy. Well, Tiger's not so young or healthy. But anyway, good to have good doctors, and we wish them the best. All right, short break, and we'll return uh, continue here on hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. 
This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirsttea.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, Consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Epic Flash, Epic Flash Driver and Fairway Woods. I'll tell you what, Bob. The other day I went out and played, and I've been hitting my Epic Flash Driver so freaking good that I have a couple holes that I lay up for in front of bunkers on, so I hit three uh-huh. wood off the tee or even hybrid. They're not particularly long holes, and I just feel like it's the best strategic play is just to take that bunker and the risk of that bunker out of play. And so I just lay up short of it, and it leaves me with an 8 or 9 iron into the green. I've been hitting it so good, I said, you know what? Screw it. I just took I took out my Epic Flash driver, and just I, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried, but I just teed it up and took well, took on that bunker. Took it on. And it was in the evening. It was, And by the way, it's getting dark a lot sooner now, which is unfortunate because yes, the evening golf rounds are getting cut short. But... I go up there. I, I I'm looking in the bunker. I don't see it. I drive. I'm looking out past. I don't. I'm thinking it's got to be right there around the bunker. It was like 40 yards past the bunker. I'm not even joking. 40. Find you the game, right? I'm like, what have I been doing all summer? This is way better. I'm so I had a little 60 yard flip wedge in there. There you go. I'm like, that's a lot better than than hitting a nine iron in, right? Yeah. That's that's exactly right. And I just kind of laughed, and I'm like, this this driver, this driver is unbelievable. Check it out if you haven't tried it. The new Epic Flash. From Callaway with artificial intelligence, uh, unheard of ball speed and performance at CallawayGolf.com. All right, Bob, we talk about some of the, the T's going into the break. Headliners. Uh, let's go in chronological order because uh, Matt Kuchar with Caddygate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that overblown? And I, 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 Absolutely. I, I know you're on you're on Kuchar's side on this one. Right? Uh, no, I'm not on his side. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is if. If you've made a determination of what you're going to pay a, a, a caddy, blah blah blah, and you and won you, the tournament, and the caddy has said, "Yeah, that's great." Um, you know, yeah, he he deserves a bonus and that kind of thing. But charity never know, faileth. There was a lot of grandstanding going on, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, it's it's nobody else's business uh, of what a caddy gets paid uh, between a player and uh, and that caddy and their agreement and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, Matt Kuchar, I think, shorted him, um, but I thought I thought it was way overblown. Okay, well, it might have been overblown, but he could have at least given him a sandwich or something for the effort. You know, I mean, at least <laughs> something. Hey, we won the tournament hey. here. Why don't I? Why don't I buy you lunch? How anyway, about a little something for the effort, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah there will be no money. 
<laughs> but when you die on your, on deathbed, your deathbed, I wonder if he uh, actually quoted that. That would have been classic. <laughs> Cute speech Spanish. Maybe he could have uh, he could have ripped that out in a Spanish version of, uh, of okay. that, that scene. All right, yeah. so uh, that that was one that came out, and Cooch got. Got, yeah, got some roasted for he, it. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, Bryson yep. became the whipping boy for slow play. JB Holmes took it on as well during the open championship, but it uh-huh. seems like it's settled on Bryson fair or unfair to Bryson. And, uh, what do you, what do you make a slow play this year? It was a huge topic on tour. Well, I think Bryson is, uh, you know, he's the guy that technically feels that, uh, that he can kind of skirt stuff around. You know, he's, he's a guy that, uh, that goes about it, um, in a logical sense or a scientific sense type, so to speak, you know, he's talking about, you know, uh, getting up the fairway quicker. That's part of slow play. And it's not just, you know, the actuality of hitting the shot and that kind of thing. So in his mind, he's looking at it a whole different scope than what the PGA tour and what other people are looking at it. So yeah, he, he logically becomes a whipping boy for it. Because he is a basically, so to speak, a marquee player right now. You know, he's won a bunch of times on the PGA Tour, and I understand what what his thinking is. He's the whipping boy, so to speak, that kind of thing. But you know, there's so many other players on the PGA Tour that are slow players as well. It's a it's a situation that needs to be addressed, and maybe um, because he is a marquee player or or a really good player that's winning a lot right now, he's the guy that the focus is on. But there's a lot of other players that the focus needs to be on, too, and the PGA Tour needs to address it. Does anything come out of this year with all of the slow play talk, or does this just become part of the banter that will always be surrounding golf and slow play? Well, I think something will come out of this year. I think the PGA Tour will address it, and there'll be some new implementation um, this coming year. Um, You know, it may not happen until January, uh, with, with this season, but, um, but I think some stuff will happen just like the rules that they just implemented with, uh, with driver testing and, uh, and what they're going to be doing with that as well. Well, here's, here's hoping if it came down to a tournament being decided by a slow play penalty, even with that being a potential ramification, would you accept that, uh, in, in favor of trying to do something about slow play? Absolutely. I I would absolutely accept that. The guys need to understand that they need to speed up. And and once they implement what is going to happen as far as, you know, um, penalty shots or whatever, um, then, you know, then they understand the rules. They understand the situation. And and if they break those, then 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 it could cost them a PGA Tour victory. uh, two year exemption, all that kind of stuff. So they they need to they need to get this thing uh, put in check. All in right. my well, opinion. Well, look, it doesn't matter if it's the Super Bowl. If you, if the play clock expires, you're getting a penalty. Absolutely. Right? And so it's that's the way it is for these guys. They have to understand that this is that's part part of the sport is you know playing within a time frame. Exactly. The reason they're playing for so much money is because people are willing to pay that to televise it because people want to watch it. But if you can't play it within that time frame where you make it unwatchable because how long you take to play, then guess what? There's got to be a penalty for that, and, and that's the reason. I mean, the reason they have a shot clock in basketball is because otherwise it's boring. You go to a high school basketball game, I can hardly watch it. I've seen them stall out the last four minutes of a half. Oh, yeah. 
it's yeah. it's like seriously unwatchable. So the shot clock makes it a more offensive centric um, approach to the game, and it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. Uh, putting a bit of a shot clock on, you know, these guys in golf, it, it, whatever they could do to try to to speed them up, I applaud it. I think it makes it a better product and overall a better a better experience. Will there be some some unfortunate casualties? Probably, absolutely. But yeah, no doubt about it. You yeah. know, you're talking about the shot clock. Think how compelling television would be if you had a shot clock right there in view on TV with a guy getting ready to hit a shot coming down the stretch. He better just hit it. Win. He better just hit that thing. <laughs> he's got to hit it. He's got five seconds left. Oh, come on, come on, come on. What? Two shot penalty. <laughs> Two shots. Two shots? <laughs> Or one shot penalty. Okay, I think maybe a one, one shot, shot penalty. penalty. Oh no! One shot penalty. You got to hurry and hit it. One shot penalty. <laughs> I think it would be so compelling with television. Well, he's got two putts to win the Masters, but if he doesn't hurry, he's only got one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it would be pretty. I think it would be very compelling. Some of the drama coming down the stretch of majors, in particular, especially that yeah. final group, is this putt to tie with one to play and he's sizing it up and it is, you can almost slice the, the tension, right? Yeah. And the silence and he's standing over there and you're just like, come on. So some of that, like if he just ran through that and missed it, some of that, some of that drama is there, but I, you know, I think that yeah. there's probably some exceptions to the final couple holes, if you will, Matt, I don't know, maybe you can't, but it seems like there, there usually is some, some, Deference given to those playing sure. in the final group, right? Sure. Anyway. Sure. All right. So Fireside with Phil. The advent <laughs> of Fireside with Phil. By the way, in my opinion, Phil Mickelson was made for social media or social media was made for Phil Mickelson. Either way, it, it, if you don't like Instagram or any social media, it's worth just tuning in for Phil. He began the year and I became a disciple of his short game tips which I credit Phil every time I hit a good chip as the Instagram Phil video instruction. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. And then he caps off the season with, and then and in the middle he highlights his calves, and then he caps it off with these fireside with Phil chats. I will admit some of them are less uh, entertaining than others, but on the most part, I love it. it, well, it they're very funny. They're very tongue in cheek, but they're very entertaining. And from an entertaining factor, I think I think they're they are classic, and they are classic Phil Mickelson. I want to know if he travels with the little candle, or if he just goes around and finds a candle and puts it down for his chat. <laughs> As you see, is I don't know if you were on the you were on the river last week. His latest one is Jordan Spieth at the Masters. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that one? He plays money games with whole, him. I haven't seen the whole version, but I saw that he did a fireside chat with with. Uh, well, he, he said that uh, Phil claims to have the ability to uh, mind, through his mind, to will Jordan's putts out of the holes. Mm. And they got paired Dang. together in the third round at Augusta, and, and he walked right up to Phil, and first thing he said was, could you turn off the mind tricks for today? You can <laughs> Let's just both get it into contention for Sunday, and then you can resume the willing it out of the hole mind trick, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So. Anyway, uh, and Phil rev- Phil reveled in the, the the fact that he had gotten into Jordan's dome. 
Yep. So there you go. Fireside with Phil. Gotta love it. Hey, Patrick Reed returned to the winner's circle. That was a big headliner. Dustin Johnson picked up win number 20, and he's now won 12 years in a row on the PGA Tour with at least one win. Uh, I want to ask you this coming back, Bob. Uh, what's more likely, DJ catching Tigers 14 in a row or Tiger passing Sneeds 82? Both would require two wins on the PGA Tour. We'll talk about it next, plus a little tech talk, and then the uh, Solheim Cup preview with Karen Stupples. All still to come here. Hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com.
Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Okay, Bob, Dustin Johnson, 20 wins. Congrats. Uh-huh. I was big mark this year winning the WGC. He's now won at least one tournament on the PGA Tour 12 years in a row. So where does right. that stack up? Well, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer had 17-year stretches. Billy Casper, you may have heard of him, your dad, uh, 16-year stretch. Lee Trevino and Tiger Woods, 14. Dustin Johnson checking in there at 12. What is what is more likely with both DJ and Tiger both having knee surgeries, uh, little scopes uh, in the last two weeks? This is the question. What's more likely, DJ to catch Tiger at 14 years in a row, winning at least mm-hmm. one tournament on the PJ Tour, or Tiger passing Sam, Sam Sneed's 82 wins? Both require two wins. But one, of course, with DJ would require him winning yeah. at least once coming up in this next season and the next. Yeah, DJ's a little bit more on a timeline, so a little little bit more of a crunch or pressure situation to continue. But, you know, he's 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 in, in flappable as far as uh, winning winning golf tournaments, especially uh, year after year after year, whether it's just one or whether it's multiples. But, uh, yeah, I think DJ, I think he'll catch Tiger with 14. Um, but I do think Tiger will also catch Sam Snead. You're going so both. I, I, I'm giving a nod to both sides. Well, that that's good golf eh, for both of them, no doubt about it. So uh, yep. congrats to DJ. That is an incredible record uh, for sure. On the other side of the coin, Bob, you've got uh, guys off the Corn Ferry Tour who just got their card wrapped up last week. There was some great drama, um, re- really fun stuff to watch and, and tense moments for sure. But looking back on this year, keeping with the theme – how the how the Corn Ferry grads do? How many winners did we have coming off of the Corn Ferry Tour or Web.com as it was last year? So some unique things happened um, on off the Corn Ferry Tour. First of all, Cameron Champ goes out and wins immediately um, on the PGA Tour uh, at the Sanderson Farms, and then you've got four other guys that won that came off the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Adam Long he won in Palm Springs at the Desert Classic. Then Martin Trainer wins in Puerto Rico. Max Home a little later in the year at the Wells Fargo, which is a big event that that has big players that traditionally play in it. And then Dylan Fratelli wins at the John Deere Classic, uh, punching his ticket to be able to go over and play in the uh, Open Championship. So five guys on the wow. the Corn Ferry Tour this last year went on to win on the PGA Tour and punch their ticket with a two year exemption. Um, and be able to uh, to to lock that in to be able to play for the next couple of years on the PGA Tour. Now, the other guy, um, although we did have some medical situations uh, last year, but um, Lucas Glover, it was pretty amazing to, to, to me. He goes to the finals um, at uh, a year ago with the wet, with the Corn Ferry Tour, gets through the finals um, to and get gets his, his card PGA back. Tour card. Yeah. And uh, and then goes on to make it all the way to the tour championship this year, finishing in the top 30, ended up at 29th. He made one hundred twenty five thousand on the Corn Ferry Tour last year and parlayed that into two point six million dollars this year on the PGA Tour. Wow. Bam. So so that's what's at stake when guys are trying to make putts to get their PGA Tour card and graduate from from the Corn Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. 128,000, he parlayed it at 2.8. Yep. 
How you and doing? He, you know, he won some money the first half of the year on the PGA Tour, but he got he got his flow or his exemption on the PGA Tour through the the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, and then parlayed that into two point six million dollars and a top thirty finish, which gets him in any event that he wants to play this year and all the majors and that kind of thing because he finished top 30. Good for Lucas, a former, of course, U.S. Open champion at Bethpage Black. All right, we promised some tech talk. Uh, Those of you handicapped 6 to 20, you want to pay attention. My dad's loving this, by the way. Some serious distance in these new Callaway Epic Forged Irons. And uh, not too long ago, I had a chance to catch up with Dave Neville, senior brand manager for Callaway. He's in charge of irons, woods, etc. And he told us the inside scoop on these new Epic Forged Irons. Yeah, I mean, it's forged performance and and epic uh, distance. And we have been working on it a long time. This is really our top of the line iron. This is our Taj Mahal, like, like you said, but it's our uh, BMW M series um, or, or whatever, a beautiful, gorgeous forged iron, but with a ton of technology under the, the hood. And we just learned a lot from the last go around uh, with, with the Epic iron. That was kind of like a concept car type of type of iron, but there was a few things that we learned and we feel like we've corrected them in, in this new iteration. Okay, so uh, talk about what what it is, who it's for, what sets it apart, what makes it so special. Yes, absolutely. So this iron really is our our BMW, our statement type uh, of iron. But in terms of the shaping, it fits between the Apex iron and the Big Bertha. So we're targeting, say, a 6 to a 20 handicapper with this this iron. So it's a little bit bigger than the the Apex, but it's not a super game improvement as the Big Bertha, and we have literally put all of our best technologies. For the first time, we have the suspended tungsten core in a forged body. One thing we learned from the, the previous Epic Iron, that iron was not forged. You know, and If you're going to have a really high-end iron, feel is going to be really, really important. So this iron is a 1025 forged body, but then we have the urethane in there, the urethane microspheres, to even improve the feel even more. Uh, and then we have this ultra thin face cup. And one thing we learned from the previous Epic iron was that with the, that thin of face cup, we were getting some flyers, some jumpers with the nine, the pitching wedge, that kind of thing. So we, we have a spin control VFT. So we have a new variable face thickness that's even different than the apex iron that helps control those flyers. So these are extremely long, but you're still going to have that control and a stopping power. I think this whole concept is really interesting. I mean, you talk about, you know, what you've learned. Maybe talk me through that process. What is that like when you you launch an iron, you take feedback? I'm assuming you're not only from your own internal testing, but you're hearing from, you know, some of the best players in the world as well as your customers who are are, are providing feedback and and whatnot. And then you you put that all into the R&D process for the next iteration. Tell, Tell me about that process. Yeah, it's a two-plus-year type of, of process. So the last Epic Iron, like I said, that was a little bit more, I want to say, like raw in terms of we just tried to put as much technology as we could get into that iron. So ultra-thin face cup, it had an exocage type of, of construction. Then we got it out there in the wild, and we had the Epic and the Epic Pro Iron and started to get feedback. It actually did extremely well for us, but we, we started to get feedback like, for example, it had a little bit of green in there. People said, oh, at a really high end, uh, don't put green. You know, make it look super high end. So that's part of it. It's got to be forged because it has to be forged for that feel. So um, we fixed that. We fixed the spin rate. So we're constantly iterating and trying to improve 
the iron. So what you're going to see with this iron is it is a cannon. It is super, super long, but the feel is absolutely incredible. Mm, that's awesome. So when is it available? And uh, I guess w- w- you mentioned you're targeting 6 to 20 handicappers. Maybe talk a little bit more about uh, the type of player and, and what they're going to gain from, say, playing uh, one of your other irons. Yeah, so we've had some uh, testing out there, and it's just been absolutely incredible. Um, I'll send you a, a link. There's a YouTube link from one of our high-end fitters, totally agnostic fitter, and they've said it's the longest iron that they've ever tested. This uh, gentleman, Ian Frazier, who, who owns uh, not a Callaway guy, he plays Trixon irons, and he tested it versus his Trixon. He was 22 yards longer mm. than his, his Trixon. And that was with a six iron. He was hitting six irons, 224 yards. It's just absolutely incredible. Personal uh, testing, had it in our simulator last night. I hit it against uh, our Apex. It was 21 yards longer than uh, my Apex gamer in the seven iron, which is just, I mean, it's, it's stunning. You know, for me to be hitting a seven iron, 187 yards is like mind blowing to me. Um, that's at sea level. That's not in Utah uh, <laughs> where you're at. Um, I see. I saw that coming. I, I have people tweeting me and sending out on social media uh, the, the early testing they've had from the launch monitors with this iron, and it's just off the charts. So we're going to begin fitting these in the pre-sale next Friday, so the 26th of July, and then the, the product at retail or par date is August 2nd. And we expect this is going to do really well for us. It's not for everybody. You know, it's high. It's a high-end iron, and people say, oh, it's, it's too expensive. Well, we make a lot of different irons and a lot of different price points, so we're not forcing anybody to buy it, but you should give it a shot. You should take it into the hitting bays and just try it versus your, your gamer because not just distance, but it's also feel and control. Mm, I love it. So this, this is really for the guy that wants the creme de la creme. He wants everything that you can put into an iron and still have it be something that is a beautiful you know, look to it and, and a player's almost look and feel to it as well, huh? Absolutely. You know, we're starting with the four iron in this. It goes all the way up through the sand wedge. Uh, we have a... Uh, pitching wedge, an A wedge, a gap wedge, and a sand wedge. Uh. The lofts are strong, and we're not shying away from that, but the la- the launch angles, first of all, and the land angles are excellent. So we're able to create enough spin to still be able to hold greens, but you're, you're getting extra ball speed, uh, and it really, really is an incredible looking and, and feeling iron. And then, Dave, you got some uh, hybrids coming out with it as well? Yeah, the, the Epic Flash Hybrid. Now, some some companies release their hybrids with their woods. We tend to release with the iron. So along with the Epic Forge iron, we have the Epic Flash Hybrid. Once again, like a concept car, we're trying to put as much technology as possible into this into this hybrid. So it has jailbreak. It has face cup. It has a less than 5-gram triaxial carbon crown and a tungsten, a MIM tungsten weight that weighs approximately 90 grams which allows us to get that, that launch exactly where we want it. Super high-end shaft, the Mitsubishi Tensei, and high-end Tor Velvet Align uh, grip. So this is our top-of-the-line uh, hybrid. More of a fairway wood-like shape than, than Apex, and we think a lot of players are going to really like it. All right, that was Dave Neville, Senior Brand Manager for Callaway Golf. The new Epic Forged Irons and Hybrids available now at CallawayGolf.com. When we come back... We will welcome in Karen Stupples and preview the upcoming Solheim Cup and get her take on some of the top stories from the year as well. Karen Stupples next, right here on Real Golf Radio. 
So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, as promised, we're going to talk a little Solheim Cup and get ready for next week. It's always an exciting time. Of course, Walker Cup going on this weekend. But uh, Glenn Eagles hosting the Solheim Cup and really pleased to welcome in our next guest. She's one of our favorites. She won the Women's Open in 2004. She's a two-time Solheim Cupper herself and an outstanding broadcaster for Golf Channel and analyst for golf as well. Karen Stupple is kind enough to spend some time with us. Hi, Karen. How are you? 
Hi, I'm doing great, thanks. Really excited about the uh, upcoming matches. Yeah, should be exciting. Now, I mentioned that you played on two Solheim Cups, uh, one yeah. here in America and one overseas uh, back in, in on your territory, and you were mm-hmm. a part of a win and a loss. Uh, just kind of describe what that's like, the, the, the dichotomy between the two, being on a winning team, being on a losing team, and the emotions that go into that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there is, it's, it's, when you lose, it's, it's, um, it's really hard to put into words exactly what feeling that loss is like. It's like, it's like missing, missing a a three footer to win a major championship multiplied by 10 because you, 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 the whole team has lost and you feel a certain responsibility for that with everybody else. And it's just, it's just really depressing, to be honest, that, that you couldn't pull off a victory. And even though uh, you know that you were outplayed and beaten, it, it's just just tough to take because so much of your, your playing career and your uh, your dreams revolve around being selected or, or, or making it on points onto these teams. And so uh, when you lose, it's like you, you feel like you've let the whole continent down. It's, uh, it's quite a tough thing to take. But then... If you turn it around and the flip side, I don't think I've ever celebrated victory quite as hard as I celebrated in Ireland when we won there in 2011. It was, uh, it was a really, I mean, and celebrating with teammates, which is so unusual within the golfing world. You normally just have to have your, you know, you have your, your little group around you when you celebrate victories, but to do it with a bunch of people and team and, and all the, all the fans and all the supporters that are there as well, it just, it just makes it, that much more special and it just feels like again in the same way as you lost for Europe you actually won for Europe so it's it's for the whole continent and for your country it's just a completely different feeling. Kind of explain to us what it's like playing on European soil as compared or or what it's like playing on American soil. Well it's again it's so different when you're playing at home um, you can expect loud cheers to go up for very average shot for the home team. So, say if say next week at Glen Eagles, you know that the players they, they could play an average shot. There'd be loud cheers. It'd be it'd be fantastic. And then if a, if an Amer- if a, the American team plays a good shot, it'll be very subdued and muted. And in the same way as if an American player will will play a bad shot, then that they, you could have cheers. And that's something that the players have to get used to if, if you're playing on away soil. And I remember the first time I heard somebody cheer for a poor shot, it was very jarring. It, 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 it hits you deep inside because as a golfer, you're not used to that. There's normally just a sort of a hushed silence when a poor shot happens or maybe the odd, as opposed to a big cheer going up. And that's, uh, that's very different. It is more of a thing that you would experience in other sport I guess that's the I guess the decorum that golf normally um, enjoys goes out the window yeah. for these te- these team matches huh oh exactly and, and there is a, a politeness that normally goes in to, to golf tournaments there's, a, there's always a polite atmosphere to them there's obviously a little rowdy section here and there but for the most part it's always fa- fairly polite and reserved but uh, that definitely does go out the window with these team events, and you can see it. And 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 really, when you're playing, if, if you're if you're a home player, you can enjoy listening to the crowd. And if you're if you're an away player, your your job as the away player is to play well enough to silence the crowd. And and that's what 
uh, Julie will be tell- telling her team is like, let's let's go for a quiet crowd because if we do that, we're winning. Yeah, no doubt about it. Karen Stuffles joining us here on Real Golf Radio. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, there's some storylines certainly surrounding the American team. Let's let's focus on them for a moment. You're, you're no Christy Kerr, no Paula Creamer, yep. and the potential to have yep. the first siblings paired together in team competition. This is pretty. This is going to be very interesting. Well, it is. I mean, when you look at uh, the, the the Jessica and Nelly playing on the same team, I think that's great. You know, they're very much looking forward to being part of that and and uh, doing it together as sisters. And, and you know, when, when you think about sisters, there's always been one one of the sisters that has been more dominant or the better player than the other. You think of Aria and Moria Dutanagan. You think of Annika and Charlotte Sorenstam. Whereas with Jessica and Nelly, they're both very evenly matched in terms of their golfing ability. So this is going to be, be fun for them to play together. I mean, obviously, with Christy not being not making the team on points and she was having to rely on a pick, didn't get picked, um, it's, it's going to be hard for her to sit this one out. But I think Christy will come back uh, stronger than she was before because you know she, she'll have to fight, fight her way back onto that team. And I think that um, I, I haven't been, having been Christy Kerr's partner at, at a tournament in in Singapore called Lexus Cup, um, she will be missed in that team room. But uh, but but Julie has added uh, Morgan Pressel and Stacey Lewis as her picks, and I think with those two picks, they they kind of fill that void that, that say a, a Christy Kerr or a Paula Creamer will leave. And and both very gutsy players. Um, and uh, yeah. players that have a lot of experience with, like you said, with uh, with the Solheim Cup, no doubt. I've I've played Morgan in, in the Solheim Cup, and she it's not it's not a pleasant experience. Let me tell you, she's uh, <laughs> she, she is um, she's tough. She's really tough. And just when you think you're you're being let into a hole, she'll slam the door right in your face by doing something amazing. She just has that sort of it factor when it comes to play and match play. So I'm really excited to see her back on the team. And I think that uh, the, the, I think Stacey Lewis, you know, looking at looking at her pick, she's always been a player that's always had to make the t- has always made the team as one of the top two points earners uh, for the American side. And, and this year she had to rely on that pick because she had a baby. And, and I think that she'll go into it with a slightly different appreciation and attitude because every single member of, of the American team wanted Stacey to be picked. So she'll go on to that feeling like she was, they wanted her there for her, her expertise and her golf ability. And I think, I think that will help Stacey too in that environment. Obviously, Lexi Thompson is is always a, a notable when she plays, but uh, I seem to remember, and again, I could, could be off on this, but I seem to remember Danielle Kang being a star for the American team in, in yeah. matches past. Am I remembering that correct? You are, you are remembering that right from um, last, last time the, the matches were played. Danielle Kang was, was that star. She really fed off the crowd and she pumped the crowd up on the first tee and she got the team going. And I think that, that you know, it's great. And I think she can, still has that capability to do that, but it will be a different environment for her to be trying to do that in over in Scotland. Mm. Um, uh, it, because the, the crowd will primarily be pro-European and not pro-American. You know, I'm looking at the list here for the U.S. team. There's there's five players that have not played uh, in a Solheim mm-hmm. Cup. What what's that going to be like for them in their first? Well, I mean, they they are the, the I mean, when you think about 
your Megan Kangs and your Annie Parks. They're, they're players that will have a lot of fun together. So I think that they're going to enjoy the experience. I think it will be a little bit of a shock to see how big the how big it is, how big the Solheim Cup is. I think you until you've been there and until you've stood on the first tee and you've heard the chants, you've heard the cheers, and you and you've heard and you've heard the singing. It, it until you've been there and 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 there you just don't know how you're going to react and everybody that's been there says it's the most nervous they have ever been in their entire life you know there is no other experience quite like it apart from maybe if you're skydiving and is they're making that first jump out of the plane i think like, you might be a little nervous when you're doing that <laughs> for the first time but but when you're in that but when you're playing golf it's like that on every single shot at the solheim cup it's uh, really quite uh crazy Wow, yeah, and, and conversely, uh, the European team only has three that have not played in a uh, Solheim Cup. Yes, and 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 I think when you're looking at, um, I think 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 when you're looking at um, at, the, at the Solheim Cup there for the European team, yes, there are there are a couple that haven't played, but in, in because they're playing at home in Europe. They're, that kind of eases their eases them into into that whole experience. The crowd will be supportive of them, and having more players that are experienced around them, there's always going to be somebody that they'll be able to latch onto and and hang out with and, and have some and, and be able to feed off that person's experience. And I think when you look again at the American team, there are only two players that have played on a Solheim Cup away from home. And uh, that's another thing is, is that you have, sure, experienced more, a couple of experienced players, but like Danielle Kang, she's never played away from home. And I think, again, that's going to be a bit of an uphill battle for them. I, I, I believe the weather's going to be a bit nasty too. And I think, again, that favours the, the European side that for, for whatever reason, growing up over there, they're just used to playing in some nasty weather. And I know that I certainly was growing up on the, the southeast coast of England. And uh, it just... Uh, I whatever it is, it just seems to, to pay, pay off for them. So how do you see Karen Stubbles joining us here talking Solheim cup next week? How do you see this going down? I mean, we've obviously, there was a great article on GolfChannel.com about some of the controversial, you know, things that were, that happened in Scotland in in Solheim cups past. And, and it seems to have worked well for Europe. Do you, you picking a win for team Europe this coming week? Well, I, I it's, oh, <laughs> it's a tough one for me. I mean, I, I think, Obviously, the teams I think are quite evenly based. And if you look on paper, the American side have 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 probably the better team, world ranking wise, and great players on there. But I do think that that home home course advantage is is, is something that you just can't overlook. I think that uh, the experience that the European team has, there are some players that are back that weren't there from from last time, and it just is something that uh, the. I can't get past that fact. I think Europe do have the edge in that that department. Well, it's going to be fun. We're excited to hear you on the call and your coverage and analysis as well. So thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us and safe travels over there. Thank you so much for having me on. I've loved talking about it. You'll get me in the mood even more for it. (laughs) Thanks, Karen. It's always fun. And skydiving on every shot. I love that. That's the best description I've heard so far. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. There you go. Karen Stuffles joining us right here. Two-time Solheim Cupper herself and a major champion and a great uh, golf analyst joining us talking Solheim Cup. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf continues next.
Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer savings sale happening now. Go faster and farther with the new Callaway Epic Flash Driver with flash face technology for more ball speed and distance. Get custom fit for free today. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and range finders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. You Into Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. You Into Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back, and thanks so much to Karen Stupples for joining us here on the Back Nine, hour number two. Caddy joined us in hour number one. Also, you heard a little tech talk from our good buddy Dave Neville from Callaway Golf talking about the new Epic Forged Irons. If you missed any part of the show, go out to our website, realgolfradio.com, or follow us on Twitter. That's the easiest way. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle, and you can listen to the show in its entirety or any particular segment available there. I love the description about playing Solheim Cup. It's probably true with Walker Cup. It's certainly true with Ryder and President's Cup. But uh, 
Karen described each shot as like stepping out of the plane on your first skydive. I, first of all, I would never have the guts to skydive. Um, but that feeling, it, you, you, you have to have an idea of what that feeling would be like. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, no it doubt would, about it. Be pretty breathtaking almost, so to speak. And, and uh, the butterflies, all that kind of stuff that goes along with playing for yourself, your team, and your country. Well, we wish Team USA the best. Thanks again to Dave Glauser, our producer for Bob. I'm Brian. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 